welcome to First Day Pod. I'm your host, Leanne Hello. Um, Michael could not be with us today, um, but he does say hello. And I'm hoping that you guys can hear me. So if you are in the um, if you are in the comments, please let me know that you can hear me because I had to set this up on my own, which was kind of exciting, actually. Uh, so just some housekeeping that I always like to start with. Uh, if you are not part of our book club, but you want to get involved, uh, now would be an awesome time. So we are doing Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Um, looks like this. I don't know if you're going to be able to see it. Probably not. There you go. Um, it is such a good book, but the conversation that we have within our book club um, is really what makes it. It is so uh, enriching. So if I was reading this book on my own, I think it would feel more like just a textbook. But because we are all talking about our um, thoughts behind it, our experiences behind it, it really does make it more exciting um, and more rich. So hello, Josh. Hi, hi, hi. Okay. So um, there is that. And then this is our new time. So we are definitely going to be, um, for the near future anyway, we are going to be recording live on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So if you want to be a part of this podcast, um, there's two ways to do, actually there's three ways to do it. Um, one is for you to come on to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, um, at that time while we're recording live and you can do what Josh just did. And inside the comments, you can make a comment and I will pull it up on screen and we will discuss what you said. Uh, the other way is if you either the time doesn't work for you or you don't want to be live, but you have questions you want to ask, you can email us at firstdaypod at gmail.com. Or if you really feel like you have a story to tell, if you've been through something that you know you're not alone, that you know that would it would help even just one person, reach out to us and we would love to have a conversation with you and see if that would be a good fit for the podcast. One of our favorite things, so I love the comments. I love engaging with you guys during the actual show, but I also really, really love our, our guests. Um, so if this is something that either you want to take part in or you think someone in your life has a, a story that should be shared, um, please reach out to us and um, let's have that conversation. So now let's get into the conversation. So what did I entitle this? Let me see, because it was from Mental Health America. So month the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, Mental Health America, they have a ton of amazing resources um, that you can look through uh, to better educate yourself around the topic. Um, if you feel like you are struggling and you're just not sure what it is, you're not sure, you know, something's not right, um, but you're not sure what it is. And Mike and I always say, you know, going and talking to a professional professional is super important. Sometimes it's scary to make that first step. And sometimes it's easier just to do it in the comfort of your own home, in your bedroom, while you're having, you know, 
you're contemplating what's going on and what am I feeling, they have a bunch of uh, screens and tests that you can do on there um, to see where you're sitting. Um, Josh says, absolutely. He says, I think we all have stories to tell. Josh, you're absolutely right. 100%. Um, so yeah, I probably didn't word that well. I mean more so, do you feel like you're comfortable sharing? Or is there an urge for you to share, but you're scared? Um, we have heard from a lot of our um, uh, guests that have been on the show. Man, you know, I've never done a podcast before. I really wanted to do it. I was so scared, but you and Mike made it so easy. It's just kind of like sitting in a living room talking with a friend. And that's what we really try to make this because we think that that's going to be the best way that real conversation comes out. So if you've heard past conversations that we've had on the show, what I love is that we don't screen people before like, okay, here are the questions we're going to ask you and prepare your answers. They have no idea. And to be quite honest, we have no idea. We just get into the conversation like we're sitting in a living room or at a coffee shop. Um, and just talk. And that is one of my favorite things. And then we're also able to have the comments um, from you guys during that live recording. And you guys bring up some really good points that we want to share. So Josh says, the first step to admit you're in a place where you need guidance is the hardest part. Absolutely. Admitting it is really, really tough. And I think becoming aware, um, that's, that's really the hardest part. So becoming aware that you have an issue. Um, once you get to that point, admitting it might even be, that's going to be tough, but that's going to be a little bit easier. The awareness part, some people just don't have it. So, you know, if it just feels off, if you don't feel like you're living at the level that you want to be living at, you know, that something's missing, something feels weird, you know, that is the time to start asking the questions. Um, Josh says, so it is a need of conversation all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I do send out, so I will tell you if you guys want to be a guest on the show. Um, I do, I don't every time, um, but a lot of the times I send out a little kind of, um, not questionnaire, but like a little thing that says, is there anything that's completely off limits? Because we don't know how the conversation is going to go. And so some people are not comfortable sharing all of their story and that's totally okay. You know, they might not want their kids to hear a certain thing, or they might not want to hear, have their spouse hear a certain thing. And so we do respect that. We do make sure that we ask, is there something that's off limits? Thankfully, um, all of our guests have said, no, absolutely. I am an open book. Please ask me anything, which is really cool. But if there's something that you just don't feel comfortable sharing, you can let us know that and we'll make sure that we respect that for you. Um, Josh says, Accept acceptance is always the hardest part in any process. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's, um, we, in our book club, there's a book and it's called Radical Acceptance, I believe is what it's called. Um, and it has not got voted up yet, but I think that is going to be one of the books that I'm going to be reading on my own um, because I think it is really, really, really important. Josh also says respecting people's boundaries is important. Yes. Yeah. And that's why we ask. That's why we want to make sure that 
we know because one of the things with boundaries, it's really interesting. We were having this conversation, I think in book club actually last night and, or was it something else? I don't know. I do too much personal development (laughs) that I'm not sure where I hear everything, but I think that's where we had this conversation and it was talking about boundaries. But if we don't, um, if we don't say what our boundaries are, we can't be upset when people cross them. We can't be upset when people are, oh, they're, you know, they're not living by my boundaries or they're, it's up to you to say what your boundaries are. That's why when we're doing the guest list, um, you know, that sheet that I send out, we specifically ask because some people wouldn't think about saying, hey, you know what, this is kind of off limits for me. Um, but I think that's a really good thing, Josh, is that like, we have to respect people's boundaries, but we also have to be really aware of what our boundaries are and communicate those that with the people around us. So Josh also says, I think if you ask about limitations, many times most people will be more comfortable. Yes. Yes. Because I think that's, that's what the scary part is, is, oh my gosh, are you going to ask me something? And I'm just like, not going to want to talk about it. The other thing is, is that when we're on the show, if something does come up that, you know, somebody didn't think about it, they have every right, just like in any conversation. And I want everybody to remember that you have the right to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I'm actually not really comfortable to having that conversation, or I'm just, you know, I'm not comfortable talking about that right now. And that is a okay. And we don't have to, if somebody's asking a question and they may be asking the question, I do it all the time that I ask questions because I'm very curious. I'm a very curious person. But if I ask a question that somebody's not comfortable answering, I am totally okay if somebody says, hey, you know what? I'm not really, I don't really want to answer that. That's totally fine. But we also like, I don't take that personally. I don't say, oh my gosh, I should have never asked that question. I used to. Um, I still sometimes probably do actually, if we're being completely honest. Um, Now that I'm saying that out loud, every time that I say, I no longer, or I don't do that anymore. I realize that there's always instances where we fall back into the way that we've been for a long time in our life. Um, so I really try not to take things personally. Um, so I think that our communication is really important. Josh, this is amazing. I am loving. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. This is my favorite part. So Josh also says, uh, is there anybody else here or is it just an A and B conversation (laughs) right now? It looks like it's just you and I, um, it actually isn't, I can see eyeballs on this. So it'll tell you that there's uh, the, there's multiple people watching it. Um, but Josh, you're the only one that's brave enough right now to be, um, sharing with me in this conversation. So right now it's an A and B kind of conversation but there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this. So I really appreciate you being here. So, um, okay. So let's get back to May being, um, mental health month. So I went on and the reason why we titled this show for this month, uh, look around, look within is because that is there, the mental health America. Um, and we're not affiliated with them at all. Um, but they are doing a lot um, to really get the awareness out there about mental health. And, um, so I just use them because they are, they have a whole thing this month that their theme is look around and look within. I did some research. 
Um, I have not been able to find more information. So I will be letting you guys know probably next week about this. Um, but, um, okay. <laughs> so now I'm seeing, I'm just going to pull up what Josh is saying because I am, um, this is what happens. If I see comments come in, uh, if you're listening to this in the podcast form, the real fun is happening over on YouTube and Facebook uh, eight o'clock on Tuesdays, Eastern time. So you can be a part of this. Um, you can also go back to both of those and you can see the re replay. So if you're listening to this right now and you just started this podcast, you might want to go over to one of those two. Um, YouTube is probably the best because you can actually subscribe to us. Um, and then you can be notified every time that we go live. Um, so anyway, Josh says always and never don't really exist. Absolutes when it becomes, uh, to behavior don't exist. Absolutely. 100%. Um, and I think that's where we, I think that's where we, um, really get hung up and that's where we're like my whole thing that I don't like labels, um, because it puts us in a box. As soon as we say I never, or I always, um, it makes it sound like you're lying. If you say, I never do such and such. And then all of a sudden somebody sees you do that thing you're not lying. It's just, you're human. And so what it really is, is most of the time I operate this way. Um, but yeah, you're going to be human and you're going to falter back and forth. We can have ideals in our life, but we're never going to live 100%, um, in any of it. So absolutely right, Josh. I love that. Thank you for pointing that out. So Mental Health America, uh, if you go to their, their website, mhanational.org, they have a ton of resources, um, screenings, um, resources even outside of themselves. It's not just the resources that they've created, but they have connections to other uh, organizations. Um, they've got DIY worksheets. They've got all kinds of things in there that you can help with your own mental, um, health. The other thing that they're doing, and this is what I'm trying, um, this is what I'm trying to figure out. And I haven't been able to find the actual information about it. So I don't know if this is going to be applicable to Canadians. Um, and if it isn't, we'll just do it anyway. <laughs> but what they're doing is, uh, mental health America for the month of May have, uh, hooked up with, uh, LL Bean, and they are doing this challenge and it is a get outside kind of challenge. And they want to, as a community, um, bank 500,000 hours outside. So, you know, you could in the month of May spend, you know, five hours and somebody else can spend 10 and they're going to keep track of all of this. And they're hoping to be able to get a uh, 500,000 hours logged, um, to be outside. Why? Because there are a ton of research studies, um, data that shows that being outside is super important for your mental health. Super important. That's why there was a lot of issues during the pandemic. I mean, there was a lot going on, but a lot of people were staying indoors and they were not going outside. And the connection between our mind, our body, and nature is really, really, really important. So it can it can increase our creativity. It can increase our self-esteem. 
Um, it can decrease our stress, our anxiety. It is really, really powerful. Um, I know for me, I go outside, I try every single day, um, and I try to do it barefoot. Is that super safe if you're living in a, you know, more of a, an urban area? Maybe not. You know, everybody keeps saying, why are you walking outside in your neighborhood? And I like barefoot and I, I don't care. I'm going to take the chance because the benefits that I'm getting from grounding um, are more important to me. But go outside in your backyard and ground. You also don't have to ground. You don't have to be barefoot. I'm just really a big proponent for that. But just going outside and being a part of nature is going to help your mental health. Um, If you're feeling like you're really down, if you're having like a bad day, go outside. Um, It's not going to cure you. That's another thing that we've been talking about too is is that four-letter word cure is it's really dangerous when, when you hear things that are like, oh, if you, if you journal, then that could be the cure for, you know, depression. Or if you, you know, have a gratitude practice, none of these are cures, but all of them can be um, really good resources and really good tools to help us through these hard times. Um, okay. So let's see, do, 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 do. Let's see what we've got here from Josh. So Josh says, many times when we say those statements, so I think the like all or nothing statements, we might be doing what we say we don't do. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. 100%. Um, without even knowing, and it's not a matter of lying. It's just a matter of, you know, we're, when we speak in absolutes, which I have done that a lot of my life, that I am a big proclaimer and I'm like, and now this is how I feel. And this is what I'm going to do. And I am all or nothing. And I'm realizing it's just, it's just not true. We just don't do it. And it's also not really healthy to live in those absolutes. Josh also says, everyone remember your mental health starts with you. Putting in the work by looking inside yourself is where it all starts. Be brave and start that journey. Josh, I'm going to quote that and put that in a in a thing. That is beautiful. That is absolutely 100%. And that's what I love about you, Josh. Um, you put the work in and we always have that conversation that, you know, we can go to professionals and we can go and see therapists and we can see counselors and we can seek help, which is really, really important for us to be able to get perspective. But unless we're doing the work ourselves, it's just not going to, it's not going to work. Josh also says we can all keep improving each day. Amen. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Listening to nature is soothing for the soul. Yes. Yeah. There's been a ton of research. So, and you don't have to think, you know, if you're like, oh gosh, I live in like a, a city and we don't have a lot going on um, for nature. You don't have to be by water. You don't have to be around a lot of trees. Um, you can just go out and breathe the fresh air, look up at the sky, see the clouds. Um, when you're going by, if you see a patch of grass, look at it. When you really look at grass, it is so fascinating the way that those blades grow. Like if you really think about how abundant this world is, when you look at the nature, it's really grand. It's very, very interesting because there is, there's nobody that's really working on that grass. It's just going through and it's, 
it's growing on its own. It's doing its own thing. It's really magnificent when we look at that, when we look at trees and flowers and the clouds going by and it's, it's really, really cool. So the more that you get out there, the more you're going to see that. Um, but yeah, it's really, really interesting. Josh also says nature is your current habitat. It does not have to be nature in the classical sense. Okay. So tell me more about what you mean by that. Because I do, I do believe that mind you, I should say there's also been studies that if you are not able to, um, see like trees and, and all of that, if you get a big enough, and I don't know what the measurement is, but if you get a big enough photo, um, like, um, picture that you can put up on a wall, if it's big enough, your mind actually doesn't know if you're there or if you're just looking at a picture. Um, I'd have to find that out, but if you Google it, I'm sure you'd be able to find it. It's really interesting. Um, so another thing, so the, um, the look within and, uh, what was it? Look within and look outside, look around and look within. Um, the nature part of it is really big, but like Josh said, looking within is really important. That's why these tests are really important. That's why journaling and I bring it up all the time and, um, but it's, it's really, really important and pen to paper journaling. There's something magical that happens there. So this month, um, I've been looking at our social media and I have not been doing a great job. In fact, our social media on Instagram, the last post that we did was, uh, the first day of spring, which was in March, except for it was 2022. So I am going to get back into that and I'm not proclaiming that I'm going to be great at it, that I'm going to be consistent with it, but I am going to get better with it because I think this is really, really important that we're able to have all of this positive, um, tips of what we can be doing to help ourselves. Um, so not toxic positivity, not always thinking that everything is, you know, rainbows and butterflies because it's not, but what can we do when it's not, what can we be doing for ourselves, um, to get ourselves out of these, these funks before they turn into something that we feel like we can't, um, get out of. Um, I was listening to, I think it was Mel Robbins, uh, actually, yeah, it was. And she had a, a, um, get in control of your life kind of workshop. And I listened to it while I was, um, Mike and I were doing some yard work on Saturday and, um, I was listening to it and this, there was a study and I'm, this is not going to be extremely accurate. So if you'd like to get it, then you can go over to Mel Robbins, but there was, um, a study where they took people um, they took people and they, what they wanted to find out is, uh, I think it was university students and they said, okay, there were half of the students that they said, I'll give you an extra 15 minutes at the end of the day. So like, we'll, I'll let you out early for 15 minutes and, um, you can do whatever you want with that time for your mental health. Right. So you can go and walk outside. You can call your, you know, best friend. You can do whatever you want in that 15 minutes. You're going to be let out of class early for 15 minutes. Um, the other half, 
they were asked to, or maybe what they did is they say they gave them the choices and, you know, part of them got to choose which one they wanted to do. But the other half, instead of getting let out early for 15 minutes, they took the last 15 minutes of that class and they had to tutor somebody else for 15 minutes. So they were adding something to their day instead of, or I don't think they were let out early. I think they had to stay an extra 15 minutes after class to tutor somebody. That's what it was. And they wanted to see who was going to feel better and have better kind of quote unquote mental health at the end of it and feel less stress and feel all of these things. And the people that added something of value that they were able to help other people, even though that meant that it took 15 minutes of their time away from them, they voted way better than the people that were given 15 minutes extra to do with whatever they want. The reason for that is because when we're given extra time, uh, we usually don't use it to make ourselves feel better. It just bleeds into the rest of our time. So you get out of class early or you get out of work early. All that means is now you can go grocery shopping quicker and you can go, you know, do the other things that you need to do because our to-do list is so big that it just means that we're going to be able to do one more thing on that to-do list, but it's not really giving us any kind of um, sense of fulfillment. And fulfillment really does come from from helping other people and feeling like we're of value to others. Um, We are social beings. So that is where we get a lot of our fulfillment from. And that's why volunteering is super important. And just adding things that really give us joy. Um, So anyway, that was a whole lot of squirrely moment, I guess. But when we're thinking about this whole look within, we've got to start thinking about like, what can we be doing to make ourselves feel more valuable? Um, and what do we need more in our life? So those are the two things that we want to be focusing on this month. Um, cause it's a good excuse being mental health, um, month. Uh, da, 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 da. let's see what Josh has to say. So I am, I think this might be a new one. So it says some people go outside in a, oh, you were explaining the nature is your current habitat. Okay. So some people go outside in a city and listen. It can be soothing to that person. Some prefer nature if birds and trees, wind, etc. But our different habitats can be nature from different perspectives. Yes. Okay. Yes. But you still mean going outside because there is, it has to be, well, it doesn't have to be, but going outside has been linked with lower stress, lower anxiety. It's just fact. Uh, stepping outside of your current situation benefits us all. Amen. That's what we were talking about too, is uh, inside of the book, we had a conversation last night. Um, It was this idea around flooding where we get so overwhelmed with our feelings and our emotions. And that's where heated arguments happen. That's where we say things that we don't mean. That's where we're overwhelmed and we don't really know how to handle it. So when Josh says stepping outside of our current situation benefits us all, um, one of the tips that they gave gave inside of the book Atlas of the heart was talking about taking the pause, um, saying, you know, when you're in that heated argument, instead of continuing and having to be right and having to, to, you know, say what you think you need to say, saying, Hey, you know what, let's just stop this for a minute. And I'm just going to go in the other room for just 10 minutes. Just give me 10 minutes and then I'll come back. 
usually that's enough. Getting out of that situation, coming back, you realize what were we even arguing about? Um, so stepping outside of it is really, really important. Uh, Josh says being a mechanic for almost 20 years. Wow. How is that even possible, Josh? Anyway, many times we have to step away from the current situation for a few minutes. Here we go. And go back, um, to a tough job can finish off easier. Yes, absolutely. My dad was a computer technician for years, decades. And he always used to say that when the, and now this is when they they were mainframes, they weren't just like laptops and computers. This was back in the eighties when, you know, computers filled a room and, um, he would be called in because he was one of the, the best technicians in the city. And the reason is because he didn't, he would go and get as much information as he needed to, and he would try to fix it. And he usually could, but if he couldn't, instead of keep drilling and, and trying and trying and trying, he would just get all the information that he could. And then he would walk away. And whether that's to go get a coffee or to go outside or to maybe say, I'm going to come back tomorrow. And all of the pieces ended up coming back together when he was no longer stressed about that situation. So I think that's exactly what you're talking about, Josh. And I, amazing, amazing advice. Josh says, when our brain and body tense up, it increases our anxiety and clouds our mind. Amen. Right there. Exactly. So that's another reason why going outside is so important. I've found that I've been doing this for quite a while, but really focused for the last probably month where I, um, so I live a three minute walk from my parents' house and that's where I work. Um, so I walk, it's only three minutes, but I walk in the morning today. I did it in the rain there and back, um, barefoot on the grass and on the cement, not a big deal. Um, but being that focused and having that, like just three minutes before I go to work and that three minutes before I come home, that different situation being out in nature, it really calms me. And Mike has even said that he has seen a difference in kind of just the way that I'm handling things. I'm not getting as hangry as I used to. Um, there's a lot of things that are happening to me because I'm, I'm focusing on that. I'm also getting my sleep, which is a big one. We can talk about that later. Um, so then we have, Josh also says it allows us to clear our minds when we step away. Yes. Amen. Oh, Sue. Hello, Sue. In music, the rests and pauses are just as important as the notes sometimes. Oh, that's so beautiful. And hello. <laughs> Another lady from our book club and now a friend. Yes. And then she says sometimes even more important. Absolutely. That's a great analogy, actually. Um, it is so true. And the pauses. The other thing that I equate it to, so music is a good one, but our computer is a good one because when our computer starts acting up and it starts going wonky or it's really slow and we're just like, oh my gosh, we don't look at it like, come on, you got to work. You got to work, work faster, work harder, work better. What do we do? We say, okay, well, I guess I got to shut it down and you shut it down and it's not, you don't even have to shut it down for very long. You shut it down. You wait a minute you turn it back on and 90% of the time, probably more, it ends up working. It just needs time just to like step aside, relax. I'm sure there's a lot of technical things that are happening inside of your computer, but 
that's what it is. It gets overwhelmed. And it's the same thing with us. We just need to sometimes unplug even just for a moment and it ends up helping. So I think that we're probably, no, I have one more thing that I want to talk about. So, (laughs) um, Josh says it's like flicking on and off a light switch. Amen. Yeah. This is so good. I love that you guys are here. This is so wonderful. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is, so this is mental health month. And I just heard, I was listening to a conversation. I can't remember who he was talking to, but Simon Sinek, I love that guy. I have always, I've been listening to him for years and years and years. And he's on a a new kind of journey right now. And what he really wants to get out is instead of calling it mental health or mental wellness, he wants to call it mental fitness. And I want to ask you guys what you guys think about that. Personally, I love it because when we think of our physical fitness, um, you know, we're thinking about it as a practice and things that we have to work on every day. If we, you know, you could be really fit and you could be you know, working out and getting your muscles and you're looking so good and and then you stop working on it, your muscles don't stay. You don't stay toned. You don't stay fit, right? And logically, we understand that. Logically, we're like, oh yeah, I haven't worked out in a long time. Look what happened. You know, I got soft. I got whatever. And then you know the steps you have to take to go back to the way that you were when you felt fit and toned and you felt good. Um, you had to work it out. You had to do the work. And so with the mental fitness, it's doing the work and the work is going to be different for everybody, but we all need to work at it. And what's interesting is that there's some people that you say, you know, you think, oh, well, you know, they're just naturally always happy. They're just naturally always in a good mood. And um, they're really lucky because they have like a good family and they have a good job and they have a good whatever. I can almost guarantee that if you actually talk to that person that you think has nothing going on up here, there is something going on up there. They're choosing to focus on different things. Um And they probably have the days where they're not, you're not seeing them because they might be in bed because they're, they don't have the tools or they have the tools to be able to work through these things, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. We all struggle with things. So the big thing is not to fix your mental health and just, you know, all of a sudden strive just to be healthy We've got to figure out what the tools are for ourselves that are going to work. So then when we're feeling these ways, like when we're feeling depressed or we're feeling lonely or we're feeling overwhelmed, what are the things that we can do to help? And what are the triggers that are making us get there? So I think that during this month, I really want all of us to be thinking about that. And I want to be having those conversations. So next week, We probably, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to call it as a topic. Um, Maybe it will be tools and techniques. I don't know. But I want to continue this conversation um, so we can see 
what's working for other people, because then we can just trial and error it, test it out and see it for ourselves, what works for us. So Josh says, anybody who has played a sport will know that the phrase mentally tough is really being mentally fit. Amen. Do I say amen too much? I I feel like I am because I just completely agree with you guys. Um, Many sports are more about mental fitness or mental toughness, which is more important than physical fitness. Yes, absolutely. When I was training for the marathon, I really, really found out that it had nothing to do with what my legs could do and what my cardio could do. Um, Because really, I mean, if you're in relatively good shape, you could do a marathon. Can you do it in, you know, under three hours? Maybe not, but you could do it. It might just take you a lot longer. Um, But the mental part of it, that's what gets you. And yeah, I totally agree. It's way more important to be mentally fit. Um, This can be applied to all aspects of life. Yes, it can. 100%. Sue says, not a fan of the mental fitness. Okay, so it implies most people are unfit, which I like mental wellness. Yeah, okay. So they are. My comments are coming out wonky. Oops. No, it's totally fine. Um, <laughs> Sue says, I couldn't do a marathon in three days. Yes, you could. And you go traveling, woman. You probably do more walking than you realize. Um, okay. So that is interesting. So you're not a, a fan of the mental fitness and implies most people are unfit, which I like, but okay. So I, I'm with you. Okay. I like where you're going, but I would argue that don't you feel like if we don't do the work, if we were just to, you know, sit and let our mind run wild, that we would become unfit. If we didn't have the tools to be able to, to work our mind the way that we work our body, because I'll tell you when I'm not working out, um, I'm unfit. I'm unfit. Does it mean that I'm, you know, that there's something wrong with me? No, I'm just unfit. I'm not fit. And so mentally, I think we can become, I don't know, that that's how I'm feeling with the whole thing. Um, But Sue, I I feel like I want to have more conversation about that. And maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe that's what we'll do next week. We will do mentally fit versus mentally well. Well, Sue is mental fitness. uh, Sue, is mental fitness just a part of mental wellness? Oh, that's a good question, Josh. Okay. You know what? We are going to leave it here. So next week, you can tune in to Facebook or YouTube or Twitch live Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And we are going to pick up this conversation about mental fitness versus mental wellness versus mental health. And um, so, yeah, I can't wait to continue that conversation. Josh, Sue, thank you so much for being here with me. I appreciate you guys so, so much. The rest of you that are watching that didn't want to comment, that is totally okay. Thank you so much for being here. And if you're listening to this in the audio form, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like always, you know, people will find out more about us if you're able to, um, I don't know what it's called, um, give us stars, rate us. Um, So if you're liking what you're hearing, please do that. And please share these episodes that you're liking um, so more people can find out and more people can become a part of our conversation. 
So I love you guys. Mike says hello. Hopefully you'll see him next week. And 